a sudden blast of icy air sent him backwards, knack against it, his pack cushioning the blow. Wiccan jabbed his poles into the rocky floor and pulled himself upright. What was that? Wind. Setting aside his own poles, Ethac uncoiled the rope. It packs a fair wallop, good as any you'll cop on the wrestling mat. And we're on the southern slope. Around on the eastern side, the blasts would tear you clean off the rock face. When you hear a roaring sound, you'll know another blast is coming. Then you have to brace yourself, lean into it, like this. Ethac showed him. Now, I'm hitching us together. No reflection on you, lad. We all travel like this till we reach the lower slopes. It's orders. He tied the rope around Wiccan's middle, then around his own, coiling the rest of it and slinging it on his shoulder. Ah, here comes first light. All around them, black edged into grey. Wiccan peered into it, trying to make sense of what he saw. The light increased until the grey began to look like pearly breath. It's mist. At least, that's what it's called up here. Below, it's cloud. You'll see. It's always here, at this height and at this hour, which is just as well for you might... Ethac broke off. Keep your eyes down, tread where I tread, and you'll be fine. But Wiccan was still gazing about. Peering down through his visor, he could see that the ground ran on only for a few paces, then dropped abruptly into the mist. And in that moment, he realized that directly before him, space stretched out always without wall or floor or roof to contain him. He swayed, tightening the rope between them. Uh-oh! Ethac caught the rope and held it fast. Wiccan's heart thudded in his chest. There was a woofing in his ears, and dark closed in around the edges of his visor. Ethac gripped his shoulder. Bend over, lad. It's all right. Your mind is flowing out. Everybody's does on the first trip out. Some faint clean away, and they often end up being our best people. Wiccan bent, eyeing the rocky ground. His dream come true, and he couldn't move. He hadn't counted on such a thing. Why didn't you warn me? His voice came muffled. 
orders are to let first-timers meet it in their own fashion. That way you don't build up any bad expectations, see? Take your time. We'll move on when you're ready. When we do, remember what I said. Don't look out and don't look down. Just watch my back. At that, there came a sound that started as a distant rumble and quickly swelled to a rolling roar. Another blast of wind was barreling towards them. Staying bent with his hands on his knees, Wigan shut his eyes and braced himself, felt it smack, fought its backward push. So fierce! So vast! If he straightened, he'd be blown away! Beside him, Ethac tugged the rope, as if to remind Wiccan of his anchor. Focusing his mind upon it, Wiccan took several deep breaths, slowing his heart, his blood. His vision cleared. He raised his head and looked out. In that short space, dark grey had smeared into a lighter shade. The mist swirled, denser than ever. A wall of sorts, keeping him secure. He came back upright. Ready, lad? Ready. All this we can thought in disgust and they'd not yet moved from the gate. Ethac glanced up, saluted the lookout in his eyrie, and at last they set off. While they were below the ice cap, it was still a good two hours' climb to the tree line, down a steep but well-worn track that Krigmar and Forages and Scouts and Guards had hiked for generations, toiling back up laden with sacks of plants and fish, carcasses of venison and game. Most of the trail was rock, covered in frost that looked like snow in the cracks and crevices, and so steep in places that you had to inch your way down sideways. Wiccan gamely followed on Ethac's heels until finally they reached a precipice. Wiccan peered down to the misty ground below. Too high to leap, too steep to tread. What now? We use the rope. Ethac unhitched them tied their poles to one end of the rope and lowered it carefully over the ledge. He then wound the other end of the rope around a nearby peg of rock that the Krigmoran had carved for that very purpose. 
Taking firm hold of the rope with both hands, the captain dropped down off the ledge and descended the rope hand over hand, while at the same time moving down the rock face in a series of vertical bounds until he reached the bottom. At his signal, Wiccan followed, more or less likewise, though dropping more than bouncing, truth to tell. When he reached Ethac's side, the captain gave the rope a shake, and it slipped free of the peg above and snaked down to lie at their feet. Ethac tied them together again, and on they went, down and down. Three more times they did thus. After the third such descent, while Ethac coiled the rope, Wiccan made himself look out across the void again. Not that he could see much still, yet in some undefinable way he could feel the emptiness around them. Maybe it was the strange grey light, maybe a signal from his inner ear, but just looking out into that blind mist feathered his middle and set his head a whirl. Then all at once, just for a moment, the mist thinned and Wiccan saw. They stood atop a serrated spine of rock that dropped down out of sight, wide enough for no more than half a dozen men to walk abreast, and falling sheer on either side, it zigged and zagged down into distant haze. If one didn't know the way, thought Wigan, once more in full feather, one might walk on straight and step right off it. As ever, Ethac caught his line of thought. Don't worry, I know every kink and turn. We'll all do, and we've never had a mishap yet. There was always a first time, thought Wiccan, as the mist closed up again. Yet he pulled himself together and moved on. For over an hour, Wiccan followed Ethac down that rocky spine, dropping steadily through the blind grey haze into the mountain's middle reaches. As they went, Wiccan became aware of certain changes. His feeling of dizziness was fading, which was good. Not so good, he was growing uncomfortably warm and hungry. He eyed Ethac's backpack in front of him, thinking of the good food inside. He moved forward and tapped Ethac's shoulder. How much, father? We're halfway. Keep going. Some way farther down, the track 
split into two. The main spine continued in the direction they were going, but another narrower ridge curved off eastward, dropping at a precipitous rate out of sight. Wiccan tapped Ethat's shoulder once again and pointed to the smaller trail. Where does that lead? Nowhere we want to go. Why not? Are there folk down there? Goodness, no. No folk as far as you can see. That track runs down into a most deadly place. How? Are there wild creatures? Like Chol? Ethak shrugged. Who knows? I don't understand. Ethak sighed heavily. There's an old forest way below. We do not speak of it. Some have strayed down there and never returned. Now, come. We can allow himself to be led on. But glancing back along that trail, he couldn't help but wonder.